Does Cargill's appointment of new CEO, Brian Sykes, indicate a beef with Coco? The recent appointment of Brian Sykes as chief executive of Cargill's, replacing Dave McLennan, is notable for several reasons. First, he is only the 10th CEO in the company's 157-year history, and second, although Sykes spent a short time as COO, he made his name at Cargill running the meat business. As Cargill continues to navigate dynamic global markets, both operational excellence and a clearly articulated vision, driven by purpose and values will define the company's success, and there is no better person than Brian to lead Cargill, said McLennan, outgoing CEO. Cargill has stated in a letter to stakeholders as part of its annual report that the company's focus is to ensure the world is fed. Food, it says, is a basic human right. Cargill's strategy seems to be to feed the world with staples such as proteins, starches, and sweeteners. Investments in these areas, such as the $300 million commercial plant to produce renewable bio-based one for butanidial, the first in the U.S., show where the company's focus lies. Look also at their recent acquisitions, like chicken producer Sanderson Farms, which they purchased for about $4.5 billion. A supply chain crisis triggered by the pandemic and the war in Ukraine created great uncertainty in the agricultural markets. The company was able to take advantage of this and achieved a record profit of $6.68 billion in the last business year, even surpassing the all-time high of the previous year. Reading the 2022 annual report, the investment of $100 million in two cocoa processing plants in Africa seems rather modest compared to other categories. It is unlikely that Sykes, with his background, will change course, but is this a sign that the industry is in trouble? or that there are simply more profitable opportunities? Cargill has certainly outperformed the trading houses from which it emerged, or even the major chocolate companies. Barry Colbo, for example, reported a profit of $449 million in its last annual report. A big trading house like Louis Dreyfus earned $1.324 billion in 2020, according to Reuters. Both big-name companies are far below Cargill's profits. So it seems that other businesses are more profitable than Coco. And as the regulatory environment changes and environmental factors bring major uncertainties to production, this industry could become even less attractive to a growth-oriented, ambitious company. Gillian to use Fairtrade Mark Coco in U.S. chocolate products Premium Belgian chocolate brand Gillian has confirmed it will partner with Fairtrade America, which the company says marks a step towards more ethical trade for the company. The new deal will see the chocolate company use 100% Fairtrade cocoa in its U.S. confectionery lines, with the new products clearly labeled as Fairtrade to distinguish them. The partnership has been welcomed by Fairtrade America as a sign that Gillian is ready to help participating West African cocoa farmers achieve a fair living wage. Fairtrade America points out that the global cocoa and chocolate industry is worth $48.29 billion and is expected to grow. In contrast, cocoa farmers in Ghana and Côte d'Ivoire, the world's two leading cocoa producers, earn less than $1 per day, well below the UN extreme poverty line. To make matters worse, the value of the local currency has fallen due to inflation, while production costs, such as for fertilizer, have risen dramatically. 
Nothing has changed in the already low prices paid to farmers. If cocoa farming is to remain sustainable, cocoa farmers must be paid more for their contribution to the value chain. Important changes in the supply chain and a move towards greater transparency and traceability are essential parts of building a more ethical and sustainable cocoa sector. The Gillian development is a positive step in the right direction and will result in cocoa farmers in the company's supply chain receiving the fair trade minimum price. In addition, the agreement is expected to generate an additional $500,000 in fair trade premiums. The shift towards sustainable cocoa production follows a rebrand of the company, launched earlier this year, and includes a move towards more eco-friendly production. We've put sustainability on our new agenda and hope to inspire other chocolate brands to be more thoughtful about their production. We aim to be a pioneer in chocolate and confections through our meaningful commitment to fair trade, as well as through more sustainable raw materials and packaging, and reduced CO2 emissions, said Tom Snick, CEO, Gillian. The company has also extended its sustainability-focused changes to its product packaging, which is now 100% recyclable. As of this year, the production site in St. Nicholas, Belgium, is also fully climate-neutral. This means that the company has reduced its CO2 emissions to the lowest possible level while offsetting all other emissions. We are proud to welcome Gillian into the fair trade system and are thrilled to see the fair trade mark on its packaging, giving conscious consumers another reason to enjoy indulgent, ethically sourced chocolate. Cocoa farmers and their families are struggling to make a decent income due to climate change, poor soil conditions, and long-term low prices. When brands like Gillian choose fair trade, they are committing to people and the planet, said Carlos Yamaneta, Director of Commercial Partnerships, Fairtrade America. Coa becomes first B Corp certified cocoa juice brand. Coa, a Swiss Canadian brand of cocoa fruit juice, is the first company of its kind to become B Corp certified. The company was founded five years ago and recently received a B Corp certification score of 95.7, reflecting its brand of social responsibility and innovation in the cocoa sector. The minimum requirement for B Corp certification is a score of 80 points in the B Impact Assessment, which is repeated every three years. This is what Benjamin Kushnick, co-founder and group finance director of COA had to say. Nowadays, measuring the success of a company needs to go beyond pure financial performance. Since our inception, we measure our success on the triple bottom line, people, planet, and profit. Being B Corp certified, we join a community of businesses around the world leading the transformation of the global economic system. And we hope that many of our peers will follow our example. There are currently around 6,000 certified B corporations, spanning 158 industries and 86 countries. This number is growing and includes companies such as Ben & Jerry's, Innocent Drinks, and Valrona. This is not only a win for COA, but a win for the B Corp movement. The recognition marks COA's continued investment in tackling poverty in the cocoa supply chain and strengthening rural communities through job creation. COA joining the B Corp community signals a shift towards greater accountability and transparency in the cocoa sector, said Lucy Mwigai, CEO, African B Lab, certifying COA.
A holistic assessment of COA's impact looked at workers, community and suppliers, customers, governance and the environment to ensure that the company's high international standards of accountability, transparency and overall social and environmental performance were met. Founded in 2017, COA engages in the upcycling of cocoa fruit to add value to what would normally be discarded cocoa pulp, previously considered a waste product. This not only reduces food waste on farms, but also creates unique opportunities for cocoa farming communities to earn additional income. COA has stated that they are actively training their staff to prepare them for an international work environment and that they will strive to include more women and minorities in their leadership team, as diversity is crucial to the company. However, the startup still has many hurdles to overcome, including the problem of high transaction fees deducted from mobile payments meant for farmers. New data quantifies cocoa supply chain traceability issues in West Africa. Recent data released by Trace, a supply chain mapping solutions provider, concluded that current traceability measures in cocoa supply chains are not effective in stopping deforestation. The data shows that between 2000 and 2019, cocoa farming alone consumed 2.4 million hectares of forest in Côte d'Ivoire, an area comparable to the size of Rwanda. This figure represents 45% of the country's total recorded deforestation. Finding that current traceability solutions are inadequate is not going to surprise many, but if the calculations are correct, the total figure of deforestation attributable to cocoa farming is larger than many might expect and clearly unsustainable. As recently as 2019, 25% of cocoa cultivation areas were found to be in protected forests, highlighting the need for stronger enforcement of conservation measures in the country. Cocoa supply chains are highly exposed to deforestation, including illegal deforestation, said Cecile Renier, UC Louvain lead researcher of Trace Study. This could prove to be a major hurdle for Côte d'Ivoire's cocoa sector when it comes to selling its product on European markets. With the introduction of the new legislation, a higher level of traceability will be required for products exported to Europe to ensure that there are no links to deforestation. About two-thirds of the cocoa exported from Côte d'Ivoire goes to the EU and the UK. According to the study, the largest cocoa suppliers had the most deforestation in their supply chains, even though many of them belong to the Cocoa and Forests Initiative, CFI, which claims to have mapped over 70% of its direct shipments. Direct suppliers are only a fraction of the story. Traders buy substantial volumes, sometimes most of their cocoa, from intermediaries, without knowing who those intermediaries source from. In fact, CFI traders mapped only 22% of national cocoa exports in 2019, and from their latest report, the situation has not evolved much since, said Cecile Renier, UC Louvain lead researcher of Trace Study. The solution, according to Trace, is for companies, governments and communities to work together to drive change at the landscape level, with companies investing beyond their own supply chains. The sector could finance staffing and equipment for forest monitoring and protection efforts across cocoa-growing regions, according to Trace. Dr. Toby Gardner, 
Trace Director at the Stockholm Environment Institute, noted that the impact of cocoa on West African forestry is not as well researched as for some other commodities. The threat posed by agriculture to African forests has been poorly studied compared to soy and beef in Latin America and palm oil in Indonesia. The world needs to hear the less-than-sweet news, chocolate is eating West African forests, driving up emissions, said Dr. Toby Gardner, Trace Director, Stockholm Environment Institute.